Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. All right. Uh, we've got a touch. Well, I was going to say touch and then talk. And so that came out as touch about the virus. There's just a couple of interesting stories out there that I kind of wanted to, to pass on to all of you. Not going to devote a whole bunch of time to it. There's nothing like super breaking about it or anything, but I do want to I do want to point out a couple of things because there's some good stuff that has floated about the virus here. Uh, Joe, I sent you some some video, and I want you to listen to this because this is again, this is CNN's medical expert. I think she used to be the one that ran up uh, Planned Parenthood. Don't quote me on that. I think so. Dr. Lena Wen or Leanna Wen. I think she was the one that was with Planned Parenthood and then got got booted from Planned Parenthood because she wasn't woke enough. Um, so anyway, she's the medical analyst. And she basically, look, for all intents and purposes, she said the quiet part out loud is what she did. Joe, go ahead and roll that clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have mm-hmm. because otherwise mm-hmm. people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway it's clear to oh, them oh, that the vaccine oh, god forbid are you god forbid we enjoy the freedoms that we already have anyway hey guess guess what um i i'm actually i'm actually pretty pretty psyched that joe was able to get that out to you because the the video link that i sent to joe earlier has now been removed and i sent it to him like 10 minutes ago Kind of weird how how they're running around removing that video. So what's if people don't get the vaccine, you know, what's the carrot that we're going to be able to dangle in front of them to force them to get the vaccine in order to enjoy their freedoms? Because if they don't get the vaccine and we reopen anyway, they're just going to go out and enjoy those freedoms by themselves, you know, like like Americans. You, I've been telling everybody, and we had a couple of people on the live stream even today just, you know, say, hey, we've started. If you have not read 1984, if you've not listened to 1984 in in an audio book, if you have not listened to the dramatized version of 1984 on YouTube, you must. You have to. And again, part of the reason of why something that Orwell wrote so long ago is so profound now and why it applies so perfectly now As I have told you countless times, the communist playbook has been exactly the same since Lenin. It has never changed. The communist playbook that was used by Lenin and other groups during the Russian Revolution was used by Castro in Cuba. It was used by Mao in China. It was used in Vietnam. It was used in North Korea. It was used everywhere. It is the exact same playbook. So when somebody tells you to look out for certain things because there's going to be a a communist plot to overthrow things, you can say it with accuracy and certainty, and it's timeless because that is always the playbook. 
As I've told you before, The Naked Communist, written by Cleon Scouse in the 1950s, the 45 communist goals. I have been talking about this since before anybody else in news media or talk radio. I've been talking about my entire career and before. Okay, 45 communist goals were the goals of communists, primarily from the KGB, to change American society. Rules for Radicals, written by Saul Alinsky, is the playbook in how to accomplish the 45 communist goals. And I've highlighted this premium content video that I did a little while back, went over all of them in detail and how they apply to what we're dealing with today. This is critical. But when people look at this stuff, they go, wow, how is he, how was Orwell so right? Well, Orwell was just warning you about communism. Communism is the same as it's always been. It hasn't changed. The playbook hasn't changed. That's why it's so easy to predict what they're going to do next. That's why people like me, not just me, but like me, have been telling you for many, many years now, when something happens, this is the slope that you're on. And other people just dismissed, ah, it's conspiracy stuff, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't a conspiracy in Russia, in China, in North Korea, in Cuba, in Venezuela, and elsewhere. It's, it's never been a conspiracy in any of those places, or it was a conspiracy wasn't anymore the playbook is always the same it never changes it is always the same and one of the reasons that it's always the same is that it works it just takes time it's usually not overnight and with the modern era and things like that it actually takes longer for it to succeed this is you know this is critical stuff but she's out there straight up we should not be allowing places to reopen because then we don't have a carrot to dangle in front of the peasants in order to get them to vaccinate themselves. And as I've said before, you have to make that decision on your own, right? I've already told you where I stand on the vaccine. Um, And if you are at risk of the virus, I think you should at least consider it. If you're not at risk from the virus, then you have to weigh your your potential risk here. And the reality is for people who are not susceptible to the virus, the younger you get, the more side effects to the vaccine you have. And some of those side effects are not pleasant. Some of them are permanent. Some of them are death. Okay? Uh, in much higher numbers than generally we see from, from a vaccine early on. But it's not in any way, shape, or form the preponderance of people who get it. It's not even a large percentage of people who get it. So you have to weigh that risk yourself. Um, but, like, you know, like, I'm just, I'm one of those people that if you're not at risk of something or if something's really not that big of a deal for your overall health, I don't really see the point in getting vaccinated for it. That's just my personal philosophy. Other people disagree with that, and that's fine, okay? Everybody has different different uh, things that they have to worry about. I'm not at risk of the virus. If I were, my mindset might be a little bit different. And now that we also know that children who get the vaccine have many more serious side effects than adults do, that's something that parents should also consider going forward because they're going to try and force your kid to get it. Or your kid's not going to be able to get back into school, that sort of thing. So your kid's not going to be able to get in-person instruction. Illegal alien kids who already have COVID will get certified teachers face-to-face giving them classroom instruction. That's just how things are going right now. Now, the other thing that I have to talk about is the CDC, because everybody is picking up on this. The CDC has been a mess since Ebola under Obama. But the CDC has got, there is an extra level of odd, weird stupidity that is coming out of the CDC right now. And people don't really understand what's going on. It Really, the question, if, if we were to summarize this, 
on the whole subject of the CDC right now under Biden is who is in charge because it's not the director of the CDC. She's not in charge because every time she says something, the CDC contradicts what she says. So we're trying to figure this out. And I'm going to tell you what I mean coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. It is title time. And FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking you up like a champion. They are celebrating the big game with 40 to 1 odds on either Baylor or Gonzaga. 40 to 1 odds on either team to win the championship game. You can win $200 on a $5 bet with FanDuel. If you've been watching from the sidelines all tournament long, jump in now. This is the perfect time to download FanDuel and sign up and get in on the action. All you have to do is download FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure your first make your first deposit deposit, and then make sure that you use my promo code Casey, and you'll get exclusive forty to one odds on either team to win the game. App is super easy to use, very easy to navigate. As I've said before, there's a beginner section, intermediate, and advanced, and there's a bunch of special ways to uh, to bet and play on all sorts of different sports, including esports. Again. Download FanDuel Sportsbook. Use my promo code Casey so they know that I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana. New users only. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, here we go. Oh, man. What a what a mess here with this um, this virus. So... More stuff to deal with. <clears throat> Who is in charge of the CDC? That is the great question. That's something that people don't quite know because the CDC, every single week, probably two times a week, they're contradicting themselves. And it's, it's getting a little annoying for people. So according to the CDC, it is totally safe for fully vaccinated people to travel within the United States. All right. You heard it on my news break earlier today, right here on MNC, right? So Associated Press. Add travel to the activities vaccinated Americans can enjoy again, much to the chagrin of CNN, since they didn't they didn't dangle that carrot and make reopening a condition of vaccinations. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention says fully vaccinated people can travel within the United States without getting a COVID-19 test or going into quarantine. Yeah, well, they've they've kind of been able to do that anyway, but I digress. So finally, a concrete health and travel advisory from the CDC. No more contradictions, no more about faces, just solid, hard, and fast guidance. That's what Twitchy writes. Guy Benson, the most exciting part of absorbing new, often belated CDC guidance is the white-knuckle thrill ride waiting for the inevitable contradictory walk back. Uh Aha! Okay. CDC Director Walensky. While we believe that fully vaccinated people can travel at low risk to themselves, the CDC is not recommending travel at this time due to the rising number of cases. <laughs> this is the same day. Okay? This is on the second. So on the second, the CDC's director says, yeah, you probably don't travel because we've got a rising number of cases, even if you're vaccinated. But the CDC, on the second, the same day as what the director said, yeah, maybe don't travel, the CDC is like, yeah, yeah, totally travel. Everything's good. 
it's it's literally the same day, guys. This happened on April second, not April first, April second. Although again, we we do we do maintain that the best April Fool's prank is the one that does not happen on April Fools. But it has been this way for years. Again, going back to the Ebola outbreak when Ebola was threatening the United States because of people coming over and that sort of thing. And the Ebola, not the Ebola director, the CDC director at the time could not tell anybody if Ebola could be spread through the air. And the guy consistently was screwing up his messaging and he was terrible at his job. It has been a problem ever since. It it settled down a little under Trump, but not much. Most people, the left, the right, the center, most people didn't have much faith in the CDC uh, under Trump either. And it has been a complete catastrophe under Biden in his short time in the White House because they're just they're running all over the place. Uh, CDC director Rochelle Walensky warns that she feels impending doom with the COVID case trajectory. Right now, I'm scared. Okay. Now, you have to understand something. This is, you know, going back in time. And we talked about this already last week. But when you have the CDC director who's saying, right now, I'm scared about the trajectory of this. And then, right after that, she goes on with, uh, who did she go on? MSNBC. And Walensky says, our data from the CDC suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. So last week we went over that. So last week you kept having the CDC director go, um, doom and gloom. I'm super scared. I don't know what's going to happen. We can't control this thing. It's, it's all horrible. And then in the same week she said, yeah, yeah, no, our data clearly shows that people who are vaccinated uh, don't carry the virus and can't spread it. And then they walked back that walk back. And then on the second... The CDC comes out and says, if you have the vaccine, you can fly. But the director goes, eh, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, seriously, it, it is it is to the point where it is so laughable, you can't help but just assume that somebody is trying to fi- follow the science here, and then basically what you have is you got somebody else going, eh, no. Now, I would love to tell you that it was a, Walensky who was following the science or not following the science, but the problem is, is that sometimes she's the one following the science and other times whoever else is issuing these public statements at the CDC is following the science. We still don't know. Nobody has an idea who's actually in charge over there because it is just this bizarre, weird sort of a contradictory relationship that just exists. Whatever the CDC says, you just wait a couple of hours and they will contradict that statement without fail, without fail. Now off to Canada, but may impact some of you. Canada has issued a recall for graphene masks amid health concerns. So I don't know how many of you are using graphene masks, but the Canadian health authorities have issued a precautionary recall for masks containing graphene, a nanomaterial made up of a single layer of carbon atoms, citing the need to study health risks after a study in animals found the substance had some potential to cause lung toxicity. Hmm. Remember when they tried to tell you that just wearing a cloth mask repeatedly without washing it was not going to cause any health hazards at all and wouldn't cause an infection or anything of that nature. And it turns out that there's, you know, years of studies from the NIH themselves that say that it will in fact cause an upper respiratory infection. But I digress. Uh, the recall issued on Friday by Health Canada urges Canadians not to use masks that contain graphene or biomass graphene because of the potential 
for the tiny particles to be inhaled, which may pose a health risk. The advisory cites research showing that inhaled graphene particles had some potential to cause early lung toxicity in animals, although it noted that the health risk to humans is still unknown and requires further study. So if you're using a graphene mask, they are concerned that it may actually cause some health issues. They're not sure, just letting you know, passing it on, because I know that there's been a lot of new mass technology that's been developed, some of it good, some of it not so good, and people are trying to figure out what actually does work and, and what doesn't work and that sort of thing. <clears throat> so uh, this is another story. The U.S. grant to the Wuhan lab to enhance bat-based coronaviruses was never scrutinized by the Health and Human Services Department and their review board, according to the NIH. So the National Institutes of Health, this is the bureaucracy that Fauci runs. They have admitted that Health and Human Services Review Board never scrutinized the grant that the United States paid to the Chinese Wuhan laboratory to enhance bat-based coronaviruses, which is exactly what COVID is. Never looked at it. Isn't that convenient? More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. they got locations in South Bend and Warsaw. Of course, let them know that I sent you. All right. Let's, let's take a look at something that's not political for just a second. Okay. Then we'll get back into some funny political stuff. All right. We'll, we'll do that. LG is closing down its smartphone business worldwide. I mentioned this on the live stream earlier, and a bunch of people were shocked by that. So LG Electronics has officially announced that rumors that have been predicting, what rumors are predicting for a while now, the company is shutting down its mobile division globally, okay? So this is a decision that was approved by its board today. In a press release confirming its exit from the smartphone space, LG said that its decision will enable the company to focus resources in growth areas such as electronic vehicle components, connected devices, smart homes, robotics, artificial intelligence, and business-to-business solutions, as well as platforms and services. That's interesting. LG currently, uh, their current inventory of phones that are already on the market will continue to be available for sale. The company will also continue to provide software updates to its phones for a period of time, which will vary by reason. So, if you have an LG phone, they're still going to support it. Everything's okay there. You don't need to like get a new phone right away. Uh, the firm didn't specify what will be the fate of its uh, rollable phone or the device dubbed LG Rainbow. Um, so they're probably not going to make it to market. That would be my best guess. Uh, they may sell off that technology to another company or something of that nature. Uh, so look for that announcement here soon. So again, LG, obviously a huge company. They do a lot of things very, very well. Uh, their smartphones were okay. And they did they did a lot of really good budget smartphones. So for people who are paying cash for their phone when they were going into some of those smaller carriers, uh, LG did really good with those phones. Um, but they, they just, they haven't had a flagship phone in a very long time. And that, that entry level market, for lack of better terms, you know, that budget market, 
um, is pretty flooded right now. So kind of makes sense for them to get out of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Unless you're going to throw a ton of research and development into it and really build it up, then it makes sense for them to probably leave that space considering it's not the biggest part of their company, nor is it even close to being the biggest part of their company. So if you have an LG phone, you're okay. And you can still buy an LG phone. They will support it for a period of time, but they did not give any guidance for that. So my assumption would be a year, maybe two. All right. So generally speaking, cell phones have that one year shelf life. They're pretty disposable. And, you know, higher end phones, people are holding on to them for several years now. But um, generally speaking, those budget ones are about a year. So I would assume if you buy an LG phone, you'll probably get support for a year. And I wouldn't plan on it beyond that. So if you do it, think of it as a short term stopgap as opposed to a phone that you're going to hold on to for quite some time. Because you won't have those security patches and, and that sort of thing. You're going to start running into real issues uh, when you're using the uh, the app stores and that sort of thing. So LG officially outside of the smartphone market. They're done with it. All right. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She wants everybody she wants everybody to remember. She, she actually tweeted this out, which is going to lead into the next thing that I have with Tucker Carlson here. I want to actually read you the tweet verbatim, okay? Just want to read it verbatim. A lot of people, well, she's quoting somebody. So Kyle Griffin says, AOC on the border. Anyone who's using the word surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded. That's AOC. For you. So then AOC retweeted that with comment and she tweeted this. A lot of people who are just now suddenly horrified at the dehumanizing conditions at our border are the same folks who dehumanize immigrants plus helped build these cages in the first place. When we tried to stop this infrastructure over a year ago, we were overruled by both parties. A politician's strength isn't based on a trip. It's based on their policy and voting record. And the fact is a lot of Ted Cruz types, listen to this, who are now going down to meet refugee children in boats outfitted with machine guns are the ones who helped create this problem in the first place. So basically, basically, AOC is out there going, let's not forget who built the cages in the first place. Yeah, AOC, let's not forget who built the cages in the first place. Obama and Biden. Let's let's not forget that. As people are pointing this out, obviously, all over social media. And see, I get all my Twitter content from other websites now because <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. Um, but yeah, Obama built the cages. Biden was his vice president when those cages were built. Biden's the one running around throughout this campaign. And just like a week or two ago, he said, nobody was building cages before, before Trump. Come on. What? I mean, it's these, we talked about shame and how the left has no shame when they lie at the beginning of the show today. That's another example of that. And people have been calling out Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and saying, hey, you know, you're that big giant mouth of yours that never stops moving has been real quiet and real shut while we've watched what's happening at the border. Why is that? How come, how come no white pantsuit, you know, going to empty parking lots and crying over things that aren't actually there and 
lying about toilets and drinking people drinking out of toilets and things of that nature. Where's where's all of that theatrics? Where's that gone? So now she's trying to deflect on all of that by saying a trip down there doesn't mean anything. Let's not forget who built these cages in the first place. Yeah, Obama and Biden. In fact, Trump closed a bunch of them down. There's some court stuff in between all of that that I've explained a million times. I don't need to do it again. But they've reopened two facilities at a minimum that Trump closed. They've reopened them, one of which was closed because it was toxic. Not kidding. It was contaminated with pollutants. So they have reopened that facility. I, I don't know if they've cleaned it up. I assume that they have, but who knows? I mean, you never know. And she's just running the idea of this. And this leads into something else with Tucker Carlson, okay? Tucker Carlson called AOC a low IQ race baiter on his show. <laughs> so you've got AOC saying something that's low IQ and is race baiting. And then you got Tucker Carlson accurately calling her on it. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. Uh, we are on Trovo.live slash Casey, the host. Again, that's C-A-S-E-Y. If you want to watch the live stream video that we do every single day from 3 until 6, you can hang out with us during the break. And I'm going to go over this uh, this amazing thing that I'm dealing with with Facebook that a listener sent me over the weekend. I'm going to go over that here during the the news break just for the live stream. So go to Trovo, T-R-O-V-O dot live slash Casey the host. Watch the live stream there. Don't subscribe, just follow. Subscribing costs money. Following is totally free. I don't want I don't want your money. If you want to pay me money, do the premium content thing and get extra content out of it. Uh, you don't need to do that for the radio show stuff. But Trovo.live slash Casey the host. You can follow for free and hang out with us during the uh, the live streams. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, our former mayor, embarrassing himself again. Now, for the record, this this is something that he did. I'm about to tell you what he did in D.C. And this is something that he did in South Bend. And it's funny how many people send me emails over this. I had like three or four people send me emails over the weekend like, hey, he did this in South Bend, too. I'm like, I know. I broadcast at Bike to Work Week a couple of times. So I, I'm familiar uh, for those of you who don't know, P. Buttigieg likes to really uh, support the bicycle culture and that sort of thing. He, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he worships the river god and has to feed it line bikes or whatever to maintain his stature in life. I'm not exactly sure what that relationship is. P. Buttigieg, who's a transportation secretary now, which, again, is still one of the funniest things that has ever happened in American politics. But P. Buttigieg rode a bicycle into work the other day, last week, okay? Now, he did this um, to Biden's first cabinet meeting. I'm going to say this again. Biden's first cabinet meeting in April. Biden's first cabinet meeting. Still don't have a State of the Union address. Just had the very first press conference. One more time. I know it's a Monday. Biden's first cabinet meeting last Thursday. Yeah, I know. It is a joke. It was on April April Fool's Day. So anyway, Buttigieg rode a bicycle in, all right? Now, here's the problem with that. 
See, well, in South Bend, our corrupt local media, which is relatively small, will not show you the video images of him doing it here. But in D.C., it's a much different animal. Very big city, a lot of people. There's a lot of surveillance. There's a lot of media. There's a lot of people with cell phones. And everybody is trying to record everybody. So what ended up happening is Pete Buttigieg, while he did ride a bicycle into the cabinet meeting, a bicycle was brought to him by an SUV. It was on the back of the SUV. They took the bicycle off of the SUV, okay? They got real close to where he was going. And then they pulled over. He got out. They gave him the bicycle, and he rode a short way with an agent who also had a bicycle, which was much better than his bicycle, by the way. And then they turned it into this whole propaganda play. The problem is that it was caught on camera. So you actually have them taking the bike off of the SUV, him getting on the bike, them fixing the bicycle carrier on the back of the SUV, waiting for the agent to get out of the SUV and get his bicycle all ready and set to go. And then they went off and they rode into Biden's first cabinet meeting. And of course, everybody's like, oh, Pete Buttigieg rode a bicycle in Washington, D.C. He's so nice. And then Pete Buttigieg posted on social media. He's like, it's a great way to get around. Yeah, you liar. You're such a liar. Fabricating this stupid nonsense. Either ride the bicycle or don't. And for the record, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., nobody's going to blame you for not riding a bicycle on Washington, D.C. streets. It's insane over there. No way anybody's going to blame you for not riding a bicycle. But he wants to puff up a narrative. Now, here's the thing. He did that for Bike to Work Week in South Bend all the time. All the time. I saw it. Other people saw it. He'd sit in his car until it was time for him to show up close to work. And, ah, here's the bicycle. It was all nonsense. It's just that it's not as easy to hide it in Washington, D.C. as it is to hide it in South Bend. (laughs) Oh, the great national nightmare continues. More coming up, 95.3 MNC.